Um, okay, I got the point standings up, the race results up, McDowell's press release up. Um, so should be something. Something's going to come up. But I'm forgetting. Um, There's a roll with it, it and I'll, I'll I'll just awkwardly talk to cover up the t- as you as you type and search, but don't do that if you don't have to. In the hammer. No, you're not. And welcome back to Dropping the Hammer with Dan McFadden. I'm Dan McFadden. Uh, it is Wednesday, September 22nd. And me and my bet one of my best friends, podcasting co-host, James Crow, is again with me. Say hi, Crow. Hello, everybody, and, and we're we're on a Wednesday, but we still have the normal the normal Thursday delay because this was a, a night race on Saturday, right? Yep, uh, the last few couple races have been night races on Saturday, uh, but there's no race this Saturday. Uh, the Las Vegas race is Sunday, pretty sure. So, um, I hope. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> We were uh, supposed to be at this one, but stupid COVID. Uh, yeah. yeah. Delta. Delta. <laughs> um, anyway, it's uh, four days post uh, Bristol night race at, for the Cup Series, which ended the first round of the playoffs. Uh, there were fireworks. There were fireworks. Kyle Larson won finally at Bristol. Uh, and there were fireworks between Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, um, arguing, finger pointing. Helmet smashing. Uh, it was a night. It was and just for Bristol in general. It was a weekend. Um, Don't forget I, the, the the heated discussion privately held in the holler ring. <laughs> yeah, to be a fly on that wall. Uh, but th- this race, uh, I, I don't know if you, you're aware of Jeff Gluck's how was the race poll on Twitter, Crow. Uh, but this was voted the of. For however, for however many years Jeff Gluck has been doing this poll on Twitter, the Monday after Cup race, uh, it was the highest rated race poll for yes ever. Yeah, um, this was for me the best race since I stopped watching like every week. Really? Yeah, it was like, like from start to start to finish. There was good racing. I, I enjoyed the whole thing. All right. Literally uh, yeah. every single lap. I I watched literally every single lap of this race. Okay. Congratulations. It was on I one mean, and a, it was on one and a half speed, to be fair. But I watched wow. every single lap. <laughs> well, I at one point I texted you like when you finally watch this race, you're in for a treat. Uh you never responded to that. So I don't know. So the, I'm getting your first reaction to this race right now. Um uh but no, it was a very good race. Um uh, won by Kyle Larson. The, the last stage, uh, just a lot happened. Um, there was a lot of close calls, uh, incidences, cut tires, and then finally, you know, what happened, uh, you know, after the race. Um, yeah, I, so, and I will say, the first stage was, I think, the best. Um the that battle between Larson and Hamlin and then Larson and Elliot was great. Got super, super irritated with the announcer though, because he kept saying, Oh, um, 
Kyle Larson's having trouble in the corners. And it's like, it, as Kyle Larson is, is like gaining half a second on Elliot. <laughs> he's like, no, he's the first person to run on the high line. <laughs> like he's driving like Kyle Larson. It's not a, it's not, um, he's not loose. He's fast. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, this this race really was the combination of it was the Kyle Larson, Jimmy Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick show. Uh, Larson led 175 laps. Harvick led 71. Uh, Ryan Blaney, who Ryan Blaney was my pick to win the race, he led 45 uh, before finishing fourth, and then uh, Chase Elliott led 129 laps uh, before his battle with uh, Kevin Harvick resulted in a cut tire, which. He had the pit with about 33 laps to go. And then he came out and then was a uh, speeding roadblock for Mr. Harvick. Uh, helped Larson get around Harvick and then uh, ultimately win. So first off. Uh, uh, I feel like that's a bit of an overstatement. And I feel like a lot of people are, are trying to make that claim. I, I I just, he was there. But if he wanted to be a roadblock, he could have been much a much more effective roadblock. He was on fresher tires. He blew past Harvick, and then he just stopped where he was in front of Harvick. Uh, he could have just kept going, but he didn't. So uh, he 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 was definitely doing some teammate work there um, to to help out his help out his teammate and get back at Harvick. Though I don't think he really had any room to. For revenge there because I mean they're going down the back stretch. Harvick is like so close to to a left car side by side, and then like Elliot just kind of like creates a a third lane where there wasn't one and forced the issue. And I'm sorry, Harvick got into your tire and it went down. I mean, yeah. so um, it, it, yeah, it. I'll say there there were two cut tires amongst the leaders, and I yeah. feel like they were both just they were the fault of the person with the cut tire in both times. Because <laughs> Hamlin, every time he yeah. passed Larson, and he was constantly doing it, he was putting that tire right up on that quarter panel to get him loose, and eventually it backfired and he cut a tire, and then um, and then. You know, basically, more or less the same thing happened with with Elliot. Um, not 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 the same positioning, but you know, they were racing each other, trying to cut it, cut each other's lanes off. They hit, he cut a tire down, whatever. But I mean, can you blame like? Can you blame Harvick? He's got he. This was the last race he won. He won this race last year. It's been a full year. So if if I'm going to defend anyone's aggressiveness in that situation, it's going to be Harvick's. Um, because like, I mean, Elliot had nothing to lose. He he he'd advanced to the, play, the the next round already. Larson's advanced already. Um, yeah, and, and and I think Harvick, Harvick, if he had won, definitely would have earned it. You know, he it was he got there through hard racing and just putting on the edge. So I, I he definitely d- deserved to win. But also, I think Larson deserved to win because he was overall probably the fastest car all night. Maybe. Um, like, like I said, he finally won there. Kyle Larson's very good at Bristol. And up until now, he's just never been able to get the job done in the cup in a cup race anyway. I think I think he's won an Xfinity race there. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. Um 
But like I said, I had picked Blaney to win. He led for 45 laps, looked really good. Um, uh, surprises of the race uh, were, were Kurt Busch uh, and Ross Chastain just not being factors at all. <laughs> uh, Kurt, Kurt Busch, you know, he's, he's won a ton of races there. I was expecting, like, I picked him to make the final four, but <laughs> nope. Um, he, he, he was back in the, the 15s, the 20s all night. I never heard Ross Chastain's name mentioned once. It, Ross Ch- Chastain got mentioned a bunch because he was like continuously the last car on the lead lap for a significant <laughs> okay. chunk of the race. Okay. I don't and remember. It, yeah. It was so. him, him and Bubba Wallace kept, they, they were factors just like in the tail end of the lead lap several times. Like yeah. not, not like in, they were fighting for leading. It was just, they were like the obstacles that people had to get around. Yeah. And uh, even, uh, but Wallace, he had, uh, he, he got the, he got the run up in the, the lower half of the top 10 for a little bit there. Um, thanks to the pit strategy, but he ultimately finished. Here's his name. 16th. He finished 16th. You know what's, uh, uh well, in, in his first race with a new crew chief. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but what was very frustrating was they um, they spent more time on the Amarola. Was it Amarola or was it Reddick? It was both of them, Amarola and Reddick. But they spent more time on the the chase cutoff point than the like neck and neck battle for first. (laughs) Like they they missed several passes for the lead um mm. throughout the broadcast it was so frustrating because the racing was so good um but it would be like you know 20 lap lead up to a pass and they would be focused <laughs> on something completely different when the pass happened well i mean re- regardless of that the the final 35 laps was like the best split screen thing i've ever seen in nascar <laughs> before <laughs> given this format with, with what was going on with harvick elliott and Larson, and then what you had with Reddick trying trying to get up to Almirola, and Almirola trying to get by Byron, and points wise anyway, and uh, it was very very tense th- those last thirty five laps. Yeah. Um, I will say the the proponents of the uh, of the playoff system were very happy with that result. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm pro playoff, and that was just that was it. Um, that, that was definitely, yeah, that's, if you're, if you're going to have an exhibit a, that's it. Um, so like, what did you think of how everything transpired on pit road and then the, the garage afterwards? Okay. So I'm going to have a different take than most people here in that to me, it was, it just felt gross. All gross. through. Okay, all through like multiple times throughout the race broadcast, they're, they're showing the Tony's, the giant, like they're showing the giant like billboard th- size picture of Tony Stewart throwing his helmet and talking about how people fight, showing clips of people throwing stuff at each other. And they're just mm-hmm. playing it up for the whole race. Yeah. And then, and then of course, you know, the, you know, Elliot and Harvick, you know, get into like just basically a heated shop uh, shouting match <laughs> and they're playing it up and they're like, Oh, Finally, something gets thrown. It's 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 Harvick's love. Like it is just like yeah, they were a little bit upset, and then they and then they go off to the corner, and then they they're showing like this camera from a distance. And the best part, the best part of the whole broadcast to me was hilarious. Was um, Kevin Harvick? 
manager or somebody. So some, somebody, somebody with Kevin Harvick and yeah, uh, but but, yeah. but big old muscly bodyguard looking dude, like just stepping in front of this guy who's trying to record with his phone their argument that they're trying to have in private. Jordan, that, that was Jordan Bianchi of the Athletic. Yeah. yeah. So like, but but the, this you know this rural guy like like puffs his chest out and, and and is standing there in front of him and it was just the most comedic thing in the world and then they go and they just like okay let's go t- talk in private in the hall there it's yeah yeah and it's like you know yeah they're upset but they clearly were not like i'm going to rip your throat out upset <laughs> but at the same time they're trying well, to play it up because they, they they've sold this narrative that people just get so hot and mad at bristol and and it's just like we're going to have a professional yet heated conversation about this incident. <laughs> well, if the officials hadn't been surrounding Elliot and Harvick, keeping people back, there's no telling what it could have turned into. Um, but I, well, while that was happening on pit road, I was just like, ah, where, where's, where's Brad Kozlowski so he can give Harvick a friendly shove from behind to start a melee as revenge because I, I i don't know if you're how aware you are of this but at texas back in 2014 uh brad kozlowski and jeff gordon in the playoffs at texas had a similar issue kozlowski and jeff gordon they they, they were going like kind of like a three-wide situation sort of because and kozlowski cut down jeff gordon's tire and jordan's gordon spun and they they started you know going at it on pit road people started surrounding them and then out of nowhere kevin harvick comes up from behind like kozlowski's starting to walk away like it's it's starting to be diffused and then out of nowhere harvick comes up behind kozlowski and just gives him a friendly shove back towards gordon (laughs) and it just breaks loose like chaos I really, really wish that 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 um, story instead of a friendly shove was a steel chair. Oh. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Harvick with a steel chair. That that's the night where Jeff Gordon called Brad Kozlowski a dipshit on national television, um, <laughs> which, is, which is like such a Jeff Gordon insult. <laughs> what, what like? Well, if, if, well, if I if I told you back in like 1998, 99, hey, you'll get to see Jeff Gordon get into a, a fight on pit road of a, after a race and call someone a dipshit on national television. Would you believe me? Well, he, he, I mean, he definitely is like Jeff Gordon. Like, here's why I imagine it going down is, is Jeff Gordon. I, I'm, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. You're a, you're, you're a dipshit. Yeah. And out of nowhere, I just got slammed with the tube and it cut my left rear tire. And he's just, He's just a dipshit, you know? I mean, the way he races, I don't know how he's ever won a championship, and I'm just sick and tired. I mean, that's why... Uh, but no, Jeff Gordon had a temper, and we we didn't get to experience it until the second half of his career, unfortunately. But anyway, I wanted I wanted Brad Kozlowski to come up behind Harvick and just give him a, you know, nice, you know, friendly shove towards towards uh, Elliot and see what happens. Um, and uh, th- then we had... Uh, the Harvick and Chase Elliott interviews uh, and uh, Harvick, you know, cursed a little bit um, and nobody cared. No, he, he did get fined. No, nothing. So it's, it's, we've come a long way from when um, uh, 
Delon Hart Jr. cursed in victory lane at Talladega in 2004 and got fined for it during the playoffs, during a playoff run. Um, yeah. and, and then you have and then you have the Blues who, when they won the Stanley Cup, like half of the words uttered was the F word on national television. <laughs> oh, really? And then the next year, they didn't have live mics on the ice for the Stanley Cup presentation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of a lot. Some people are making a big deal that Harvick still had his helmet on when he confronted Elliot. I'm like, dude, he just wanted to confront Elliot as quickly as possible. Do you know how long it takes to get all that safety equipment off? Um, and also, I'm not going into a potential violent confrontation without as much yeah, protection I, as possible. I, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was amused at how much of a nerd he looks like with the glasses on now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, like it, it, with the glasses on, Kevin Harvick looks like the dad who runs the retro computer club. <laughs> like showing up talking about oh. giving giving talks about Commodore sixty fours. But I thought it was weird that they had a round two. Like after that, Harvick when I was or maybe they just crossed paths. I don't know, but they they, they met they met up again and started John again. It's like that does that's never I don't remember that ever happening. Um so that was uh very interesting. And yet yes, uh it was it was interrupted because Harvick noticed that Jordan Bianchi, who who I've had on this podcast, uh was off to the side filming, doing his job. Um and then yes, they took they took it to the hauler. <laughs> so um and then on, on the, the the athletic podcast. Afterwards, later that night, uh, Jordan said he didn't want to be a part of the story. He was just doing his job, and he declined to share uh, what, what what Harvick said to him, um, or or to share the video of what Harvick said. Though I'm I I have all the respect in the world for Jordan. I would do the opposite. I would absolutely <laughs> report what Harvick said to me while while TV cameras are are on both of us. This wasn't a private conversation, um, so. Yeah, I would I, I would have done the opposite. I would have absolutely reported uh, what Harvick said to me and uh, said while while I was filming him. So next next time you're down in the pits, we need to strap a, just strap a GoPro on your head. Well, no, I, I, <laughs> I wish I'd been there w- with the microphone that you got me, so I could uh, so I could test how far away I could get <laughs> without <laughs> and pick up something um, without Harvick apparently because there were other reporters around filming. But he, the only one he noticed was uh, Bianchi. So, but anyway, so the, the first round of the playoffs are over, and we have our first set of eliminations. Uh, the 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 unfortunate four: Eric Almarola, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, and a moment of silence. Mr. Michael McDowell. Insert McDowell watch. Please do that. Do the moment of silence. McDowell watch. (laughs) But yes, yes. Uh, Michael McDowell, our intrepid Daytona 500 winner, uh, was eliminated. He just did not have a good night. And part of the reason he didn't have a good night, um, according to the Front Row Motorsports report 
from uh, after the race. Uh, McDowell lost his power steering halfway through the race, um, which sucks, um, especially at a, at a track like Bristol. Um, so yeah, according to uh, Sports Sports, yeah, McDowell lost power steering halfway through the race. That uh, they finished twenty fourth at the end of the night. Uh, they are still looking to be the first team to finish inside the top fifteen. The first front row sports yeah, front row motorsports team to finish inside the top fifteen. Uh, and McDowell said, "We have seven races to do that, and we're looking forward to that challenge." Um, and so, I mean, yeah, it must suck to to lose your championship hopes to the type of problem you would expect on like a nineteen ninety five Civic. <laughs> um yeah i mean it happens but you don't want it to, to happen then um but it, after a certain point they, they they stopped even including mcdowell's name in the points tracker thing for the bubble um yeah well it was like you know i don't remember who everything was everyone was but it was like you know plus one minus one minus two minus five minus 46 yeah it if he if he had the worst. He had the worst possible round you could want, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, given given you 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 win the day twenty five hundred, and then you have to wait twenty five races for the playoffs to start, and then you start, and it you just hit. It's like you drop a cement block um, off the side of the side of the boat with your your ankle attached. That's that's what that's what this round was for Michael McDowell. Um, so yeah. Uh, Unknown if this will be the final Michael McDowell watch of the year. Um, still seven races left, but so we'll, we'll take it a week at a time. Um, if you have if he has a good race, we'll definitely um, highlight it here. But um, and, and if somehow some hardcore Michael McDowell fan or or someone who works for his organization is listening, please let them know that we want him to be on the podcast. Yes, yes, I've reached out to the team. Uh, multiple times have not have not gotten a response um but yeah all right next up uh it is the round of 12 at uh las vegas motor speedway um we we this is one of those tracks we visited early in the year uh kyle larson won this race the first time around this year uh, Kurt Busch is the defending winner of this race, but he's no longer in the playoffs. So if he were to win uh, this time around, it, it, it'd be sort of an upset, throw, throw a wrench in somebody's playoffs. Um, but due to his win uh, Saturday at Bristol, which was overshadowed by everything that happened at post-race. Uh, a little sidebar, by the way, like his, his like, I, I won speech was straight, up like 1998 jeff gordon like good boy you know stuff. Uh, like i haven't i haven't read a single it word was, it was, weird, it was I, weirdly I ne- adorable like he, i think he called um rick uh, hendrick mr h no I've, everyone at hendrick calls, calls well, i've that. never heard that before daniel but it was the way he said it was just adorable like like a little kid like oh mr h um, you're not here but i'm just, just so, so thankful for you okay um but no i i have not seen heard a single interview from larson 
like once the race was over, I was into covering the Harvick Chase Elliott situation. So I, I haven't read a single word from him. Yeah, yeah. They, they had to rush to squeeze the um the not victory lane, the checkered flag interview, I guess is what it was. They had to rush to get that in before they cut to Harvick and uh and Elliott. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> it's understandable. Uh so but anyway, uh for uh Las Vegas. Oh, wait, okay. It is Saturday night. The night the race is Saturday night? I could have sworn it was Sunday. That's Xfinity. What? Friday. I'm confused. That doesn't awkwardly. Okay, just hold on. Oh, yeah, it's Sunday. Okay, anyway, yeah. All right. For uh, Sunday, South Point 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Kyle Larson is on the pole. Ryan Blaney is second. William Byron's third. Martin Truex Jr. is fourth. Kevin Harvick, fifth. And uh, Jenny Hamlin is sixth. Uh, and that's that's your top six for Sunday's race. Um, this, this, is, this is a return to the 550 package. Uh, we, we only get this for three more races this year. But luckily, um, two of the three are at tracks where it, it works, uh, where, where it definitely puts on good racing. This this race in Kansas, um, who, who is your pick to win, Mr. Crow? Okay, so I, I want to say Ross Chastain, because I got, I got my shirt in today, by the way. Ross Chastain, okay. and the Michael McDowell shirt. It was on clearance. Um, but I, I want to say Ross Chastain, but I'll be realistic this week. And I'm going to say Kyle Larson. <laughs> because uh, he's okay. probably going to win. Ch- Chastain starting 18th. Um, hey, that's, that's second for non-playoff drivers. Well, sixth, I guess now. Uh, no, well, that now the, the it's the top 12 for the yeah, playoffs. So, so now Tyler Reddick's the first non-playoff driver. Um, followed by De Benedetto, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, who who all Eric Jones had a good good night, got a top ten finish at Bristol. Eric Gallarola, Ross Chastain, and then Chase Briscoe's nineteenth, and Kurt Busch twentieth. So, uh, man, I, I, I I'm gonna take Kevin Harvick's mad. He's driving angry. Um, he he's the only driver remaining in the playoffs who hasn't won this year. Um. I'm going to take Kevin Harvick uh, on Sunday at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the Xfinity race. <laughs> so I, I, I did not watch the race live Friday night. I instead went to see the new uh, Marvel movie, uh, Shang-Chi and Legend, Legends of the Ten Rings. As soon as the movie was over, I opened up Twitter, go to the NASCAR and NBC account, and I'm hit with, the, the video of the finish, uh, the two-lap overtime finish at Bristol, which was an incredible two laps um, with A.J. Allmendinger winning after contact from Austin or from Austin Sindrick uh, turned him sideways, and they both slid sideways across the finish line uh, with Allmendinger getting the win, getting the win, winning the regular season title. His, so he gets 15 bonus points in the playoffs fourth win of the year 
uh, fifth, counting his cup win on the Indy Road course. Um, and I, I have pre-ordered the race win diecast of the demolished <laughs> AJ Helmendinger number 16 car. Uh, what did you... Wait, does he, it come demolished? Yeah, it's a, it's a race win version. So it'll be wrecked. Oh, that's cool. I won't get it for a year. Uh, <laughs> it's that's what's it's, ship until August of next year. Um, but yeah, I, can, I couldn't pass up that diecast. Uh, what, what did you think? I, I, I sent that to you. What would you it think was, of that? Finish it program? was a good two laps because that's what I watched. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to go back and I watched the extended highlights thing. But, and it was a decent race. Really, really good race. But that finish was he, uh, AJ did not lead a single lap until he took the trucker flag that entire night. <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he, he led um, the lap that counted uh, the most. Um, and uh, I have a story up at frontstretch.com this week on AJ Allmendinger. This is this is being this being his best shot at a, at a NASCAR championship to date. And he's 39, um, but he's, he's having the best time of his career right now. It's called, uh, you know, dropping the hammer. AJ Allmendinger has nothing to lose. Uh, with the quotes around nothing to lose. So uh, check that out at frenchstretch.com. Uh, I'm also, if you have a Speed Sport Magazine subscription, uh, I have a story in this this month's issue uh, on Harry, the 30th anniversary of Harry Gant uh, earning the nickname Mr. September after he won four consecutive Winston Cup races in September 1991, plus the two Bush Series races that month. So out of a possible seven races that's that month he won six um so i talked to, to uh, his former crew chief andy petrie uh and got some archive material from harry gant from from september 1991 and i put into a story i'm pretty proud of i liked it so uh yeah i hope you have a speed sport magazine subscription or you're willing to subscribe so you could read it online um but yeah that's all I got. What, what you, you got anything else, Crow? Um, so I made a DTH gaming channel. I don't even have graphics stuff on it yet, but I'm posting the nerdiest stuff in the world, which is Grand Theft Auto roleplay videos in character, by the way. Um, so yeah, um, Daniel is ashamed to know me now, um, but I, I, I do. I've been doing roleplaying for most of my life at this point, usually tabletop, um, and been and been playing grand theft auto since grand theft auto 3 um and this is a modded version that allows you to just play a single character with a bunch of other people and um do weird stuff so it's fun and very nerdy and embarrassing but i will advertise it here because eventually we're going to put the racing content on there like video game racing content maybe i will well nascar nation comes out next yeah. month so yeah, we may do. I plan on getting that. So. Yeah, we may we may do some streaming with that, or you know, we'll, we'll figure some stuff out. But but speaking of YouTube, uh, please make sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, which is YouTube.com/slash Dale McFadden. We just cracked 200, 200 subscribers, bro. We're at two hundred two right now. All right, um, now we just need to get to the thousand. We get to a thousand. We unlock the community features, and then we can we can have polls 
we can we can uh, we can just post images like blog posts. I could live stream from my phone because apparently you have to have a thousand subscribers to do that, well, which makes no sense. Why why you, why you have to have a thousand subscribers? Yeah, to so, live stream so, from your phone. So we'll, we'll call this. So so what are we going to call this? This this marketing effort here, Daniel? Is it a, a race to a thousand? Is that too on the nose? Um, or is it on track to a thousand? Um, hammering our way to a thousand. That just feels forced. <laughs> like what, what is it? so? Um, let's see. Uh, NASCARing our way to one thousand. There we go. That mine was forced. <laughs> mine was forced. Okay, but but, but the okay. general public will understand that one. But anyway, uh, yeah. Please ch- check out the the YouTube page. I I put up a video uh, there this week where. I did an interview with uh, Chris Rice, president of at Colleague Racing, who AJ Almendinger um, races for. And uh, w- one bit I got out of that was um, the, the the wreck at the end of the race Saturday night or Friday night between, which included Almendinger and his teammate Justin Haley. He he, he had said um, uh, Chris Rice had said on Sirius XM Radio that that wreck cost them two hundred thousand dollars of equipment. So I followed up with him on that. Uh, in our interview, uh, made a little video about it. He and uh, Chris Rice also explains why they, after every accident, they throw out uh, seatbelts no matter what. Um, so I, I, that was a nice little anecdote. And so I made a little short video about that. Um, so yeah, uh, please check that out youtube.com slash Fadden. Please like and subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, tell us how much you love us, tell us how much you hate us. Don't tell do us that how much. Don't do that. Yeah. Just the good, tell, just the love, just the love. T- tell us how much you're lukewarm about us. <laughs> um, but you know, but again, please just tell your NASCAR friends about us. Um, please acknowledge us. Please do that. Follow, follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Dan McFadden, all one word. You can follow Crow on Twitter at DTH Crow, but apparently he doesn't do anything. So I, I I like once a day I'll open the app up and I'll see some random like like post from someone I don't know that has nothing to do with NASCAR that's been uploaded because it's like re- retweet this if you think I'm hot or something like that and it's been because of for some reason NASCAR fans like like will fall for that I don't know and then I'm like I'm done okay all right <laughs> but anyway. Uh, enjoy the race weekend everyone enjoy las vegas we'll be back here uh next week to recap the first race of the round of 12 anyway so i'm dale mcfadden this has been dropping the hammer with dale mcfadden say bye crow goodbye